Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What a time to be alive. What an era. What a beautiful time of the year. What a damning realization that we are so close to 2022. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It's the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Jonas Nordman, legally obligated to say, oh my God, it's September. Where has the time come? Time gone. Saw a great meme the other day. Uh, like, you know, the, the white guy who like blinks and is totally dumbfounded. Uh, that meme's like, whoa, whoa, I'm acting it out. It's a audio medium that does no good, but it's like 2019 guy blinks. And then it's September, 2021. And was, that hit me a little bit too hard. <laughs> it really did. That was a little too close to home right there. Hit me right where it hurts. Um, but with that, with it being September, I don't know. I I have this argument with my friend Drew all the time, and it's not an argument. It's more like, what did I say? I don't remember what I said when he asked me, what's the best time of year on the sporting calendar? And there's two options. It's right around now, and it's two options because I don't remember it. And go follow Drew, doing amazing editorial, graphic, photography work, no-coast bias, no-coast athletics. Yes, that's what it is. Sorry. Um, but it's either this time of month, the September, the fall, where you have the start of football, you have baseball coming down the home stretch into baseball playoffs, which are obviously great. You have obviously European soccer is going strong. I already mentioned college and NFL, college football and NFL starting up. NBA is right around the corner, same with the NHL. So you sort of get this confluence of everything really coming to a crescendo right around now and then there's spring which is the start of baseball and the end of the nba going into the playoffs and of course the start of march madness which those first two days the thursday friday during normal times i think is the best sporting day on the calendar so regardless of what i'm saying is this is an amazing time add on top of the fact that you've got musical superstars doing what they do Donda just got released. Not going to listen to it. Donde esta. Good music, am I right? <laughs> hmm. I guess Drake's releasing something. ABBA apparently has come out of the woodworks and dusted off the cobwebs. So, yeah, modern. A little blast from the past. September 21 of 21. This is This is where it's at, man. Of course, who cares about all that? Kansas basketball. That's what's hot right now, or at least will be in about a month. So Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Here's what I believe. I got some good news for you. 
yes, slow week, Kansas Jayhawks basketball news-wise. No big deal. We'll make the most of it. I can make a mountain out of a molehill with the best of them. But I was doing a little math. I took a look at the calendar. And I do believe, I mean, look, we're less than a month away from late night in the fog. Right? How crazy is that? How cool is that? I think I'll have to do it one more time because I don't trust my maths. I think next week we might be doing some Big 12 previews. Let's get this baby going. Let's start talking about the opponents. What's happening on the court? Or what can you expect on the court? So, yeah, keep that keep that in mind as you uh, tune in. Tell your friends that this thing is really about to get going. We're about to pick up steam, and we are heading into basketball season. I know it doesn't really feel like it. Labor Day is coming up. Sort of the official end of summer. Get those barbecues working before you put the covers on. Hit the pool. Hit the beach. Stay safe. But, yeah, you may not realize it with all the action on the gridiron this weekend, but we're dangerously close to college basketball and regular basketball coming back, which is weird because with the NBA's uh, different schedule last year, I feel like basketball just ended. (laughs) But regardless, keep that in mind. And with that, we transition into more news. Number one topic, if I had to do an aggregate on the show, of the last couple of years we've been on, definitely the hot topic would be Marcus Garrett. Love him. We'll never leave him. Just have enjoyed watching him during his his college career at Kansas. Touched on what happened with the draft. Touched on his summer league. And wouldn't you know it? Some really great news out of the NBA. Former KU guard Marcus Garrett secures two-way contract with the Miami Heat. Totally awesome. So that means he has the opportunity to split time between Miami as well as her G League team in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Wow. Talk about (laughs) really inspiring the guys in your minor league system. Here, okay, guys. The big club is in Miami. Our G League team is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So if you didn't want it before, your way of getting to Miami as an NBA player is busting your tail in South Dakota. Ready? Go. I know I'd be inspired. (laughs) Uh, If you're wondering what the two-way contract, what that means, it means that Marcus Garrett can be on the Heat's active list for as many as 50 regular season games, which is pretty hefty. The NBA is going back to their 82-game regular season next year, so 50 out of 82, potentially, you know, at the at the maximum. That's pretty good. He won't be on the roster for all 50. He'll be sure to be getting playing time down at Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So it's awesome. Uh, if you're wondering what his numbers looked like during the summer league, he averaged 11 points on 65% shooting in four games for the Heat during the summer. He went three of seven from from three. So he picked his spots. But that's not bad. If you're going to shoot 43% from Marcus Garrett from three, you take that. Now, when he gets the NBA, should he play in the NBA? They're going to leave him wide open from deep. 
Like he's going to have to prove that he can shoot 43% or, you know, slightly below that on a more consistent basis. 43% over the course of four games. That's great. That's just not really what his, his game is. And I'm sure that'll sort of rectify itself over time. But look, 11 points in four games, averaging 11 points. That'll do it. Also averaged just about six rebounds per game, as well as 13 steals and four blocks in four games. So, stat stuffer. It looks at least like on the on the summer league level, where you're going up against guys really battling for NBA spots. The speed and the quickness and the athleticism wasn't too much for him to handle. The NBA is a whole nother step up, but with his knowledge and his know-how and his understanding and his anticipation. I think there's a role. I do. Devontae Graham went from the two-way contract to being very wealthy now. New member of the Pelicans. So the path is there. The path is forged by former Jayhawks. And good luck to Marcus Garrett. Really. Not only did I really like watching him play at Kansas, obviously. I mean, people are probably sick of this. I just... I really want a different kind of player to succeed, to have success in the NBA right now. Like my biggest issue with the NBA and I, I am as a basketball fan and as an NBA fan, like I I enjoy the NBA. I grew up in Los Angeles, you know, my making hay, my heyday in the early two thousands, you know, you don't grow up during that time with Shaq and Kobe doing their thing and not like the NBA, but you know, my biggest problem the last few years is that, one, NBA coaches have way too many timeouts. They have seven timeouts for a 48-minute game. So when a team goes on a 7-0 run no, or a 5-0 run, another team go, just makes two baskets in a row, timeout, stops the game. There's no flow between coaches' timeouts, TV timeouts, quarter breaks, halftime, no flow whatsoever. The other issue I have, is that it's all sort of starting to look the same, right? It's just, it's all come down to which superstar is better in that matchup. And on top of that, which team is going to have their roster full of six, eight, you know, six, six to six, eight guys with maybe a few small guards and a few huge centers is just going to run up and make their threes, right? I mean, that's the NBA right now. It's grab a rebound, dribble to the three-point line, shoot, grab either the made basket or the rebound, dribble to the other three-point line, shoot. So there's just not really a mixture of styles of play. And I know that's generalizing a bit, but that's why I want Marcus Garrett to succeed. I would like another player to come in, have a nice career, who's just not a pure shooter, athletic, you know, an athletic beast, someone who's going to play the game. So good luck to him. That one, that was a diatribe I was not expecting to go on, but here we are. Let me know your thoughts. You know where to find me on social media. All right. Um, another piece of news that I'm briefly going to touch on is that uh, Kansas has missed out on a recruit, but it's not really a big deal. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Uh, Bryson Warren, who is the number 14 prospect, according to ESPN, for the class of 2023. So he would be joining the team. In two seasons, yes, (laughs) he signed with Overtime Elite 
which I think is another one of these faux professional teams. They're just going to travel around, play prep teams, play over overseas, international teams. It's just an option to get paid instead of going to college, which fine. You do you, Bryson. Uh, we've sort of talked about the pluses and minuses of not going to school more times than not the exposure what we've talked about, right? The exposure of going to a college program is worth way more in gold than making that early buck. I'm actually really excited to see uh, the juxtaposition between uh, was it Jalen green who got drafted second overall by the Houston Rockets and Cade Cunningham, whose time at Oklahoma state probably propelled him to getting drafted number one overall by Detroit. We'll see how their careers go. And we'll also see how it affects the two teams. Like Jalen Green could be just a better player, but the exposure of Cade Cunningham maybe is what led him to getting drafted first overall. I don't know. Can't wait to see a couple of years down the road. But Bryson Warren is another five-star recruit, the eighth, to sign with the overtime elite. I guess it's a league. And Here's why I'm not too worried about missing out on Bryson Warren. First and foremost, my whole thing is with these kids that sign pro, if Kansas isn't getting them, that's awesome. Let's keep these talented kids away from KU's rivals. Yes, as a proponent of college basketball, the more talent in the game is probably for the better. But from a pure competitive standpoint, if they're not coming to Kansas, then don't be in college basketball so we don't have to deal with you. We certainly saw... In the game at Stillwater, what happened when Kansas had to deal with Cade Cunningham? Ripped him up pretty well. But here's the other thing. Who else was Bryson Warren considering? Kansas, obviously. Memphis, which with Penny Hardaway as their head coach, is landing pretty big recruits. Didn't really do anything with them last year, but that's okay. James Wiseman only played three games. Uh, of course, well, that was two seasons ago, but Kansas, he was considering Arkansas also not again, Eric Musselman, but this is not a huge program, Tennessee. And I said, Memphis. So they weren't, they weren't really competing with Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, you know, UCLA, which has a little bit more cachet at the moment. They were competing with the second tier, even third tier, if you want to say, in the hierarchy of college basketball. Maybe that says more about Kansas, but this is a five-star recruit. I don't think that's necessarily the case. It looks like he was sort of focusing on the South, apparently, as well as KU. So for a guy who was being looked at by really solid programs and good coaches, Penny Hardaway, Eric Musselman, Rick Barnes. No. Something doesn't fit there. So I'm not too worried about it. Maybe it's just another sign that Kansas can't recruit, but look, you're going to go get paid. Players are going to this overtime elite thingamajig. It's not a big deal. So we move on. Those were topics that I sort of was looking forward to talking about. And now we're back to, I'm rubbing my temples, literally, as I'm talking about this. So the news just broke 
today, as I'm sitting here on Thursday, September 2nd. Happy birthday to my sister tomorrow. Hope you have a great one. She lives in Brooklyn, which apparently is underwater right now. So I hope you have a swell birthday. Um, <laughs> Big 12 expansion. And this sort of is piggybacking off of what we spoke about last week. The expansion news, the realignment news has, in a way, cooled off for the time being. Although some of you may think that this, the news that broke today or this headline means that it's still in fuego. But apparently, with the Big 12 losing Oklahoma and Texas, that puts the league back down to eight. And they are eyeballing four schools to push the Big 12 back to legitimately 12 teams, a Big 12 amount of teams. Go figure. Um, Oh, and by the way, with college football really starting in earnest this weekend, uh, we are starting up Operation Root against Texas and Oklahoma vehemently. Let's go Iowa State. Win the Big 12. I think Texas has a yeah, Texas has a big matchup this week against Louisiana Lafayette, home of the Ragin' Cajuns. Let's go, Louisiana. That's a big matchup. That, that is actually legitimate. I think Louisiana is ranked. And if Texas holds the form from the last decade or so against another ranked solid opponent, they'll lose. Because <laughs> they're not that good. Anyways, enjoy the SEC. You're gonna get destroyed. Big 12 expansion. The Big 12 has eyed, and we sort of talked about this last week, so I'm going to touch on it real quick. BYU, bringing that Mormon fan base. Hell yeah. Cincinnati, Bearcats. What are you going to do? Want to go get some Skyline Chili? Have explosive you-know-whats the rest of the evening? Houston, commuter school. Love that. And UCF, University of Central Florida, Orlando classic big 12 territory go to go to disney world along with you know your trips down there for big 12 play so yes in theory i know why these schools are being looked at why they're being considered byu huge fan base brings in salt lake in theory you know the big 12 did feature colorado for a while so you're still the, in terms of location, region, it's not that big of a difference. You're still in that Rocky Mountain area. You go from Colorado to BYU. Um, culturally, it doesn't fit at all. BYU is just a different place. Salt Lake City is obviously just a different place than the Big 12 culturally. But it is a huge fan base. They have reportedly a worldwide fan base because of their uh, Mormon footprint. Cincinnati, you know, is in Ohio. So I, I, I guess that's that. They do have a great football coach in Luke Fickle, who's probably going to get poached pretty soon here in Cincinnati. We'll go back into the, into the pooper. Houston is a Texas school. So how cool is that? <laughs> Look, I get it. Like these programs have all had success in both football and basketball over pretty recent years. BYU just had, their quarterback drafted number two overall. Didn't really translate the wins and losses in a big way for them, but hey, they did have their quarterback drafted number two overall, Zach Wilson to the Jets. 
like Houston, their football team and their basketball teams have had a lot of success recently. Same with Central Florida, right? We all remember the the whole claiming a national title a couple of years ago. Their football program has had success. Lesser conference, but they are pretty nationally known. Here's my thing about these four schools. First and foremost, both BYU and Houston, both the Cougars. That's fun, but if I wanted to see that many Cougars, I'd go to Phoenix. Hey! (laughs) Regardless, I just don't think. Like, competitively, these are probably the best options you can do. They're all, except for UCF, pretty solid at basketball, if not very good in Houston's case. They're all... All of them, pretty solid to pretty good at football, which is what matters in the situation, right? But they all do not matter. No one cares about BYU. I mean, obviously, a lot of people of a certain religious denomination care about BYU. But nationally, no one cares about BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and University of Central Florida. This is not going to raise the financial stakes of the Big 12. If you have that hot, hot, primetime matchup of Cincinnati versus BYU going up against that CBS game of Alabama against even like Florida or Tennessee or at this point, you know, in a couple of years' time, Oklahoma, Texas, it's going to get effing dwarfed. Competitively, great move. But as someone who, again, feels like they have a pretty good grip on what people care about in the sporting landscape and what what sort of the Q ratings of teams. Iowa State versus Houston just doesn't do anything unless Matt Campbell, for some reason, stays at Iowa State for the rest of his career, which isn't going to (laughs) happen. You know? And Houston stays, you know, they get that Texas recruiting. Which, by the way, that was sort of the whole thing with TCU, right? Like, TCU's been pretty good in the Mountain West. Well, can you imagine what happens when they get to the Big 12? They've been all right. Basketball team has had a few decent seasons. They suck again. The football team is not really a national power anymore or at the moment. So the whole, once they get to the Big 12, they're in Texas, things are going to go great. Hasn't really worked out for that program. It may not work for Houston either. It's just, Kansas financially, is, is that's what this is all about, right? Abba came out with a new album or whatever, right? What's the song? Money, money, money. Must be funny. In a rich man's world. And in this rich man's world, bringing in these four teams, does nothing for the Big 12, does nothing for the Big 12, excuse me. And KU is not going to the SEC unless miraculously, you know, catch the football team tomorrow night on Friday night against South Dakota. If Lance Leopold all of a sudden gets KU to the college football playoff in the next three years, including this year, which weirder things have happened, you know, like the creation of Earth, 
weirder things have happened. That's how Kansas will get their invite to the money monolith that is the SEC. Otherwise, they're just going to be lagging behind. And you know what happens when you lag behind? Look at the Pac-12. I mean, look at the programs of the Pac-12. You could say that there's other things that have worked against programs such as like USC, UCLA, bad coaching decisions. You know, Stanford's a, a big private academic school that doesn't necessarily care about their football, so now it's lagging a bit. But there are some huge programs there. And way back when, when the Pac-12 did not partner with an ESPN or a Fox, which, you know, if you didn't know, like the Big Ten Network has sort of an affiliation with Fox. No one can get the Pac-12 network. No one can see it. Their games get put on at 7.30 Pacific time, 10.30 Eastern. And they are lagging behind. I know we joke around and they had a really good basketball tournament, did the, did the Pac-12. But that's the most success they've had in about a decade, right? So... I still stand on the the Kansas to the Big Ten platform. I will crow it from the heavens. This is bringing in BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and University of Central Florida. This is what K-State wants. This is what Oklahoma State wants. You know, this is what a Baylor wants or a Texas Tech. The teams that don't really have national cachet or humongous fan base. This is their scramble mode to bring in four new teams to save the Big 12. If I'm Travis Goff, and I'm not, he is much smarter, dresses much better, has better teeth than me. (laughs) But if I'm Travis Goff, you know, I'm trying to get away from this dead carcass, and I will say that every single week if I need to. Anyways, have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great Labor Day, right? Enjoy the weather if you can, unless you're on the East Coast and things are a little hairy, in which case, please do stay, stay safe. I saw the videos of the, the water pouring through on the subway, so that was ridiculous. Uh, enjoy your grilled meats. Enjoy getting out and about. This is a great time of the year. I, I really can't wait. Uh, do tune in back next week. I can't wait to get these Big 12 previews underway. Uh, it helps me just as much as I hope it helps you because... When the season comes around, we sort of already know what to expect, right, from the opponents. Uh, Less than a month until late night in the fog. This is so exciting. Enjoy the college football if you can or if you want to. Kansas, like I said, starts up on Friday evening. Watch it. Don't watch it. Kansas is starting from the ground up. They're not going to make the college football playoff. Probably ever, but that's okay. I coach Lance Leopold has my full support. Not that he cares, and really hoping that Kansas is at least, you know, I want some competitive games, right? It's just no fun going into a game week in, week out, knowing should I watch the Jayhawks? No, they're gonna lose by 30. Oh well. So that's what I'm hoping for. I want I want the Kansas Jayhawks to be appointment-based viewing where at least it'll be a good game. So best of luck to them. Best of luck to all of you just on this crazy ride we call life. But until we speak next week, have a great weekend and rock.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.